Calling all benders and non-benders alike. Jump into the epic world of Avatar with your favorite podcast, Avatar, Braving the Elements. Hosted by me, Janet Varney. And me, Dante Bosco. Each week we'll recap and discuss a new episode. So come join us and our amazing guests from creators to cast to superfans to chat about all things Avatarverse. It's Fire Nation time. Book of Fire. Let's go. Listen to Avatar Braving the Elements wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Prime Video's culture-rated collection. This is the place where Black is the main character, where we don't jump through hoops just to hear our voice and can fall in love with illuminating documentaries like Giannis' The Marvelous Journey. I'm just a hard worker that's trying to survive. Enjoy the animated series, The Second Best Hospital in the Galaxy. All doctors report immediately. Where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Welcome home, baby! Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. I want my music to unify people. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop. This is the cleanest police car I've ever been in in my life. And BMF. You're about to take over the whole nation. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Prime Video. Find your happy place. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Welcome, witches, to the chilling podcast of Sabrina, a podcast that is served to you in a crucible, which is a proper witches thing that they put things in, and I can say that because Justin is dead in Las Vegas. <laughs> I'm Alex. I'm Pete. And Justin, as we mentioned in the last episode, is off in Las Vegas touching cursed objects right oh now. Oh my God, I don't know if he's going to survive. I don't think he is. <laughs> this is we're you not even... couldn't pay me money to go to do that. Yeah. There isn't enough money in the really? world. Really? Yeah. A million dollars. No way. Ten million dollars. No. Seriously? Yeah. To touch just like a bunch of cursed stuff. Just like touch no, just a bunch of cursed stuff. Yeah. It's not a big deal. Yes, it is a big deal. Whatever, That's why you man. have to pay me to do it because it's such a big deal. Here, what do you think is going to happen? Do you think they're going to have a live television special? Some celebrity is on, I don't know, whatever it is, TLC or Travel Channel or whatever know. the fuck he's doing it for, yeah. uh, are going to touch some cursed objects and melt on live television? Yeah, and it would be great because it would be the end of reality television. <laughs> <laughs> we could all go back to what we were doing before this bullshit. I have said this for years, but if ghosts were real, it would be the front page of the New York Times. Oh my God, you're so dumb. Ghosts are real. We have been telling you the real, but people just go, you have no proof. And you can't prove it. How can you prove ghosts are real? You would have to record it somehow, but it always comes out blurry because it's a fucking ghost. Oh yeah, ghosts are shy. I forgot about that. Yeah. Uh Anyway, we're going to talk about the latest episode of Chilling Adventures of Sabrina on Netflix, uh, specifically Chapter 6, An Exorcism in Greendale. Or as I like to call it, Zelbin called the episode. I did call the episode. I don't yeah. want to brag too much, but I'll brag. <laughs> You're the worst at bragging. Well, we did. You did finger guns, you fucking <laughs> douchebag. You literally did finger br- guns. Do you know what I was doing? I was <laughs> shooting you with ghosts because they're real. Bat, bat. I know Ooh. ghosts are real. 
should we pause before the recap? Should we talk about why you think ghosts are real? Yeah, because I saw a ghost, motherfucker. That's why. Okay, when did you see a ghost? Pete? I told you about this a long time right, ago. Right, but you haven't told the listening audience. So tell the listening audience about this, <sighs> this story you're making up. This is too long of a story. Nothing is too long for a podcast. Okay, so <laughs> one of my best friends growing up had a horrible father who was very horrible to him and his family. And my friend had a dog that he loved very much. It was a family dog. One day, the father came home drunk, being an asshole like he normally is, and he kicked the dog down the basement steps. The dog died. Now, the dog slept in my uh, friend's room, and after the dog died, he felt the dog curl up to his leg. Uh, like it would do at night, and that freaked him out, and he couldn't sleep at night. And so we were like, dude, what's wrong? What's wrong with you? You haven't been able to sleep. Are you still sad about the dog? And he said, yo, I think the, the my dog is a ghost now. Me and my mom have both felt the dog uh, uh, curl up to us at night, and it's really just freaking us out. So us as a group of friends had a sleepover at his house, and we're all hanging out. And we're in his kitchen, and right next to the kitchen is the hallway that goes to the stairs. And we heard the dog come down the steps. And when I say heard, the we heard the chain from the dog's, uh, you know, the dog tag or the little, you know, collar uh, with the, you know, had a little dog tag. And we heard it coming down the steps. Now, uh, I ran after that. I fucking ran all the way home and from my friend's house to my home is a 30-minute bike ride, and it took me an hour and a half to run home, and uh, some people stayed for I don't know what reason, um, but uh, I didn't want to see it with my own eyes. I Hearing it was enough, uh, so I believe ghosts are real. How do you know your friends weren't tricking you? Because all of them were there. There was no other friend to trick me. Like, there was no other person. How do you know, given that it was a ghost dog, that it wasn't Forrest Whitaker? <laughs> Dude, I love that movie. Ghost Dog <laughs> is a phenomenal movie. Interesting. So you're scared of ghost dogs, but you're not scared of ghost dog. <laughs> All right. To recap what happened up to this point on Chilling Adventures of Sabrina... Sabrina Spellman is a witch, or rather a half-witch. She has been battling, in a certain sense, the Church of Night, which is the church that her Aunt Hilda and Aunt Zelda subscribe to. She was supposed to join them, supposed to sign Satan's Dark Book, but instead she chose another direction. She chose the Jenny Garth path. That was the path that she wanted to head down. Uh, and she chose herself. She instead is trying to figure out a way that she can keep her name, keep her identity uh, while still uh, keeping her witchly powers and being part of both worlds, her witch world and her human world. So to that end, she attended the Academy of the Unseen Arts, which the headmaster of that is a guy named Father Blackwood. She met a guy na there named Nick Scratch, who seems to be real sexy and interesting. Oh, and is a boy. little bit of a challenge to her current boyfriend, Harvey Kinkle. Harvey Kinkle is very earnest, uh, very nice. Um, he does not 
not know Shabrina is a witch, but he does have a little bit of his own thing going on, which is that he saw something very strange in the mines under Greendale yep. when he was a kid, specifically a devil or something like that, some sort of devil. Turns out that one of Sabrina's other friends, Susie's Uncle Jesse, could not cut it out of his life, couldn't get rid of uh, the devil in the mind either, and instead said, oh, my Lanta, and ended up tied. I don't <laughs> oh know what I'm doing. My God. Uh, anyway, their Uncle Jesse got tied to a bed uh, last episode when he seemed to be possessed. They're not quite willing to say possessed at the current time, uh, but that's what's going on with them. Also, uh, last of Sabrina's friends is a girl named uh, Roz, and she is starting to lose her vision. We don't know exactly what's happening there, but she has what seems to be a degenerative disorder that takes away her eyesight. Uh, on the witch side of things, Hilda was excommunicated from the Church of Night uh, in a previous episode. Uh, Zelda has become the wet, it's not a wet nurse, Mid, midwife. midwife. Thank you. Midwife for Father Blackwood's wife. Uh, and Ambrose is a warlock who is trapped in their house. He's been trapped there for 75 years. Last little thing that happened, it was revealed to Sabrina last episode that something is going on with her teacher, Miss Wardwell. Now, we know Miss Wardwell. Uh, we don't actually know in the show that she's called Madam Satan. She's Madam Satan. But she's Madam Satan. Uh, and she is there to usher Sabrina along the path of night in a more secretive way than Father Blackwood is, is essentially what's going on. Yep. So the cliffhanger that we left on the last episode was that... Sabrina found that out. She went to confront Madam Satan. We were wondering exactly what was going to happen. And when we pick up... It's right where we left off, which I'm very happy about. Sabrina is inside Madam Satan's house, with his, which is very nerve-wracking. Uh, but yeah, it picks right up with Sabrina and Madam Satan. And uh, Sabrina's like, I want answers. And Madam Satan lies to her. Yeah, Madam she's S like, you can't handle the truth. No, nah, she doesn't do that, actually. She, she, she Instead, she reveals to her a lie, which yeah, is that she, she lies and says, your dad sent me. Yeah. Which, Sabrina, you're smarter than this. Don't let someone just say your dad and you get all, oh, my dad? Oh, oh, I'll believe whatever you say now. Well, I kind of understand what you're saying in terms of the span of a TV show, but we're trained to trust teachers you know, we're trained. She's liked Miss Wardwell. She's wanted to. Yeah, but she somehow hasn't noticed that her friend and teacher is completely changed and is acting like a completely different person. Well, what she does, though, is she rejects her for a different reason. She rejects her because she lied to her. Uh, she doesn't know how deeply she lied to her necessarily because that's not Miss Wardwell at all. And no. in fact, Miss Wardwell is dead. Dead. Uh, but. I thought that was an interesting turn. I think that's a nice way of bringing Miss Wardwell into the action of the show yeah. because she's been wandering along the side so frequently. Yeah. Um, so even though she is lying and there is a logical leap that we need Sabrina not to make there, uh, it also sets it up nicely to bring in Miss Wardwell, make her part of the team, even while she's working against the team, which I think is kind of neat. Yeah. So that's what's going on with her. Uh, and then we jump over to the possession storyline, which, relatively speaking, pretty straightforward. I think, again, I like the last two episodes because they're a little simpler. You know, there's a lot of good character stuff going on and where we learned more about the witch characters in Sabrina's life last episode, this episode we learned more about her human friends and I enjoyed that. I thought yeah. that was good. I'm, a, I'm glad that we, they're spending 
they're trying to really split it up so we don't just get one world, you know, all the time. Because Sabrina is, you know, half witch, half human, I'm glad we're getting both worlds because uh, I think it's, uh, they're great characters in both of them. Yeah. Uh, So what we get to see at the beginning here, similar to how the dreams revealed what was going on inside everybody's house, we get to find out what everybody's fears are, the human's fears are, as this possessed figure of Uncle Jesse shows up and confronts each of them. Um, It's pretty much what we thought with them, I think. Uh, Roz is very scared about losing her eyesight. Uh, Susie is very... What they, he calls her a boy girl, which is oh, it hurts every time that goddamn uh, ghoul or whatever he is says it. Yes, it yes, it's just so, so painful. Uh, so Susie is it calls Susie her is, abomination. Too. Yeah, it's Susie like, is oh. not the thing that I think is interesting right now about Susie's character in particular is Susie is not struggling with her gender identity. She knows who she is and who she wants to be, but she is more struggling with everybody else's picture of her. Yeah, exactly. Uh, what her father thinks, what her father potentially thought of Uncle Jesse as revealed later in the episode. It turns out yeah. Uncle Jesse dressed in a dress one time um, and clearly her father freaked out about it. Yeah. Uh, so I like that. I like that we don't have a character who is finding out who they are. They have already found out who they are. Uh, and instead are living in a small town with a lot of prejudices yeah. and having to deal with that. It's a, it's a different way of hitting that storyline. And I think it's nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then we kind of, uh, get Zelda going for her job interview, which is kind of adorable. Oh, Hilda. not Zelda. Hilda. Hilda going for a job interview. Oh, sure. Yeah. We can jump over and talk about that. So that's with a uh, Gata from Battlestar Galactica. Yeah. Super exciting. Yeah. I know he's done a lot of other parts since, but that's literally the only thing I think of every <laughs> single time that I see him. Uh, I hope we see more of him. I feel like every show that Gata ends up in, he's always like, I'm here for an episode. Mm-hmm. Goodbye. It's, uh, I mean, it's great. It's great to see him. So it was just such a cool, especially the way he was dressed up and stuff. Well, so to give you the setup of the character, which I also think there's so much that they can mine out of this, and yeah. I hope that they do. He is a old horror host who there's no real call for horror hosts anymore. So he opened up Cerebus Books, uh, and that's where Hilda ends up getting the job. He asked her if she could dress up, and Lucy Davis has a, as usual, hilarious reaction to it. Uh, but she ends up dressing up as a bride of Frankenstein to work at this coffee shop. Yeah. Delightful. I yeah. love it. Uh, I mean, do you want to just talk about that whole thing while we're here? Yeah, sure. Yeah, she, uh, so uh, 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 Ambrose was is kind of like, oh, yeah, Luke's not calling me back. And so uh, Luke comes into the coffee shop and Hilda, like, it puts something in his coffee. Well, let's talk about the Luke thing for a second. Yeah. You believe in ghosts. Do you believe in ghosting? Which is what Luke is doing to Ambrose? <laughs> no, I don't. I think oh. that's horrible when oh, people do that. All right. And uh, it's just so fucking cowardly. cowardly. Uh, so, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I'm hoping that it's 
some kind of diarrhea spell that she's putting in there. Uh, or some it's kind not of... because the bottle said Amor. It's a love spell. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's I didn't. I saw the A and I couldn't tell what. And you thought maybe it was anal or something like that what? for diarrhea. I don't know. I just couldn't read the thing. And I was just like, oh, man, I hope that gives you don't them. stop and pause on every single frame of Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. No, you do. Yeah. Oh, wow. I got to absorb everything for this podcast, dude. It takes me three days to watch an episode. Wow. Wow. Frame by frame, man. <laughs> that's that's a tape. I, I print them all out and I put them up in my room and I just sit there and wow. I soak them in. <laughs> wow. I'm surprised you missed so many Easter eggs. <laughs> I really have. I've been doing a terrible job. Yeah. Uh, so I, I thought this was kind of messed up, actually. Like, it's played. What? Why? Well, I, I think it's played. Hilda's doing out of love. Hold All on. she what? does is love. I, oh, putting a love spell on Luke, there's no way that's not going to come back in some bad way later on, Right. Yeah, but it gives Ambrose uh, at least if the God, poor guy's been trapped in the house for seventy five years. If you got to trick somebody to love him for a little bit, as long as nobody's getting hurt. But uh, you, the person that's getting hurt is Luke. And no one cares about Luke. Uh, hold on, hold on. When, Luke's a complete douchebag. Uh, sure, Luke's a douchebag. But when he finds out that the only reason Luke is in love with him is because Hilda put a love spell on him, sure, he'll be mad for a little while. But then Hilda will be like, sit down with them and be like, listen, did you get laid? You did. Did you get laid a bunch of times? You did. So, you know, we're just trying to help with this 75 years passing, bro. You know, like, we're trying to make it fun for oh, you. Oh, okay. So as long as he gets his dick wet, anything is all, it's all good. <laughs> no. You're all good, okay, No. Uh, you're right. You're right. Yeah, no, it's it's messed up. Like, I again, I understand it's played as a cute moment, and it is. it might cause no harm in the span of the show. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, that's the sort of thing that is taking advantage of Luke, and it is going to hurt Ambrose. Ambrose is such a great character. He deserves love all on his own. You're right. You're right. Ambrose, Thank you. Ambrose is an amazing character. He does deserve love. Um, yeah, that's why I feel like the diarrhea potion would have been better. Because <laughs> fuck that guy. All right. What I'll do is I'll go home to my room of pictures of this episode, mm-hmm. and I'll just scratch out a more and put anal. It'll we'll be good to go. That, I don't know why you... What? Uh, that's super what? weird, man. You're a fucking weird dude. <laughs> All right. Well, let's talk about Zelda a little bit while we're Good. still on the witches. So Zelda, meanwhile, is dealing with her midwife stuff. Yep. Uh, everything seems to be fine with the babies. I do like how Zelda is like really stepping up to Blackwood because like, you know, you at first Blackwood seemed like this evil character that everybody cringed was like, oh, God, this guy. And then when she's like, talking midwife stuff she kicks blackwood out of the room she was like you know what i think we could talk more if you weren't here which i think is a baller move and uh and i'm glad that she's it feels like as the episodes are going uh going on zelda's getting stronger and stronger and more powerful uh I, yeah, there's a lot of interesting stuff that is going on with Zelda in this episode, both in terms of Sabrina and Father Blackwood. Um, to your point about that, that feels like a very typical midwife thing to do of like, menfolk, you get out of here. And the menfolk yep. are like, oh, I don't want to talk about lady parts. I don't know what's going on here. Uh, but also in terms of her ongoing relationship with Father Blackwood, um, this whole series is about a fight between the matriarchy and the patriarchy, right? Right. So a lot of that, I think, is 
as we've talked about before in this podcast, is coming out through Zelda's actions, that she is torn between deferring to the patriarchy, deferring to the Dark Lord, deferring to Father Blackwood, and going with her best instincts about things. So... To your point, I do think that comes out a little bit in that scene and then also comes out with her eventual decision later in the episode, yeah, which we'll yeah, get to in a moment. Yeah, yeah, Jesus, you know, wait yeah, till we get oh, there, guys. I don't want to spoil it. Yeah. For all the people who haven't watched the episode and are listening to our podcast for some insane reason. Well, maybe they're going to pause it and then go finish watching it. Maybe they're keeping it. It's do like live. Do you think they're framed by framing our <laughs> podcast? Okay. Because I'm going to support that 100%. That would be cool. Great. Uh, so moving over to the possession storyline... Um, so uh, to give you guys the, now, let me oh, ask yeah. you about this. Yes. I was mad at Sabrina cause she was being such a dick about everybody opening up to her and yeah. talking about what they're going through. And Sabrina, even though she knows they're telling the truth is like, that's probably not what you guys saw. You probably saw a rock or something just like talking down to them. And especially to Harvey, it was heartbreaking. There's, I have, Two feelings about this, two okay. contradictory feelings, to your point. Uh, the first one is that this would be a perfect time for Sabrina to come clean to her exactly. friends. Exactly. Absolutely. So there's Guys, that. I'm so glad you know about all the supernatural shit. Guess what? I'm a witch, and I'm struggling with a lot of stuff, and I need your fucking help. Right. Done. Over. He, absolutely. But... The way that it is presented to her, she even presents that idea to her family in a certain sense, yeah. uh, is that would mean the end of witch society. So still, she has that pull between her family and her friends, and particularly with Harvey, even though she loves Harvey and she trusts Harvey, Harvey comes from this family of witch hunters. Yeah. So to tell a witch hunter's family that witches are around there's probably still a sense of it making her very nervous. It certainly makes her family nervous, right? Yeah. So there's that aspect of things as well. So I understand it's a bummer when she doesn't tell them, yeah. but I do understand at the same time. I just time, was more bummed that she was like, you guys are crazy. I was like, there's a better way to do that. Yeah. There's a better way to do that. The, well, the better way is like, huh, that's what? What makes you think that? Yeah. And then follow it down. I believe you. I think this is messed up. We should look into this more. Yeah. But also, Sabrina, despite the fact that she hasn't told them it was which, is not very good at secrets, as we've established. Mm-hmm. Like, she's epically bad at it. So for her to use any bit of subterfuge there, would probably she probably knows if she was like, yeah, let's go figure this out. That she'd be like, oh, I'm a witch. Oh, my, my family, they're all witches. Oh no. So I don't think she wants to go down that path. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, she wants to help them out, uh, particularly as she finds out that. Well, later on she finds something out. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, but uh, she uses astral projection to find out what's going on with uh, Uncle oh, Jesse. Such a bad idea. Terrible idea. Uh, but I love this. I love them still fleshing out the astral projection thing, which I'm still pretty convinced is going to turn out horribly for somebody. Yeah, but there was no ghoulies, whatever. Psychopomps? Like yeah, psychopomps or whatever the fuck that is. Pops. Okay. Uh, there was no pom poms. You can uh, just say birds. Okay, yeah. There's no birds, and and that was such a huge part of the last episode. Give me a bird flying by or something. Don't have seriously. It, don't have it be no birds. 
You know so, what I mean? Like you set up something so hard in the last episode, you can't even give me a half a bird. You can't even be like, did you hear a bird? Something. A half a bird? I don't know, man. But I'm just saying like the fact that it went from like such a danger which, to not relevant at all. Which half of the bird? The top, 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 yeah, <laughs> of course, yeah. Uh, so otherwise perfect episode, but knocked out a star because no birds. Exactly, great. Uh, so she does show up and she confronts the demon. She asks the demon what his name is. Um, he gives her this nonsense name. Ice cream. It turns out to be ice cream. Um, but the yeah, because that was so weird. It was like not only did he say it, he like spelled it out for. Her. Oh, you want to know my name? Here is written on the window for you. Yeah. Uh, but the thing that's interesting about this, in particular, we learned two things here. One, he is able to hurt Sabrina in her astral form. Oh, yeah, so we that learned was that's something that up. demons can do, which seems like an important detail, again, to hold on to for later. Uh, and then the other thing is we find out, which we speculated about in the last episode of the podcast, this doesn't seem to be Satan. This is another demon right. that has been in the mines. Uh, so it certainly seems like... And an old, powerful one, because if it can... Uh, you know, research astral plane. I mean, that's yeah. A, yeah. Well, what they do is they end up researching it. Harvey and Sabrina go down to the mines. They find a broken Sumerian tablet. They also find Miss Wardwell, who's down there, uh, who tries to talk to Sabrina. And Sabrina's like, well, get out of this we mine. We got back up the truck a moment. Oh, sure. What? Harvey did an amazing thing. He's been afraid of the mines his whole life. He went in there for Sabrina. Yeah. I mean, that's amazing. That was huge. That is huge. But then he ends up like shivering and terrified of the minds. Of course. Like an asshole. Fuck you. Whatever. Grow up, Harvey. Dude, fuck you. It's just a deep, dark mind full of demons. Who even cares, Harvey? Oh, my God. You are so fucked up. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I thought that was really amazing of Harvey to be able to do that. Yeah. For her. He's a great boyfriend. He is. And what I'm worried about is the fucking bad boy who in this episode goes... Date two dudes. I don't care. I'm a bad boy. You're living two lives. Why not get with me with one of them? Huh? And Sabrina seems kind of interested. What he's so mad at her. That. If she fucking does that, oh, I'm done. Fuck you. You can't. If do she that. dates both of them, yeah. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Dude, you can't do that to Harvey. If you want to break up with Harvey and date the fucking bad boy, that's fine. But you can't fucking play with his emotions. Here's He's what, been nothing but an angel to you. I've watched a ridiculous amount of supernatural soap operas in my lifetime. You had a dream where you married Harvey. Every supernatural soap opera, the heroine veers towards the bad boy at some point. It's going to happen. Don't you do that to it's me. It's going to happen. This show is different. I don't think it's different. This show is different. I don't know. Nick Scratch. Don't know. Nick Scratch got to get his dick scratch. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Talk my about. God. You are, <laughs> you are ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking. Uh, you have been a douchebag this episode. Given the guns. Talking about that. That's really unbelievable. Okay, but let's move over to the exorcism itself, or at least uh, the parts of the exorcism. Uh, So it goes through a bunch of different stages, but we get to see Sabrina trying to take it on. Uh, We get to see her. There was also this weird part where it was like, witches can't perform exorcisms. And that was a hard no. But then it was like, oh, well, you can well, uh, so, so legally, they're not allowed to do it. Uh, I oh, will okay. say I like that scene, though. I like the fact that Sabrina is at school because we get to see her at school again. We get to see a school scenario. Um, she, as usual, is 
pushing too hard on an authority figure because that's Sabrina's only mode that she knows how to be in. Yeah. Uh, and pushes like Father just Black erupt, interrupting class to deal with her personal stuff. Like, can we talk about exorcism? <laughs> What's that got to do with anything? Well, you know, the show's kind of about me, so I'm just going to strong yeah. arm this it's whole thing. It's not called Chilling Adventures of Father <laughs> Blackwood. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, it was like, and it was also cool how it was like, it made the church actually look good. It was like, oh, yeah, that's only for the, uh, the, you know, the the church. They can do exorcisms, and it has to be a man, which was interesting. Right. Well, again, there's those gender politics going right. on. We're also, we find out a lot this episode about different gradations of evil, which I think is another interesting part of the show, because we get to see that there's literal Satan, probably the worst of the worst, also demons real bad. Church of Night is probably a little below that, and then you have... Sabrina's family, the Spellmans, who aren't exactly good, but they're yeah. not evil either. Yeah. Um, and I like that. I like having those separations there. But we do find out the demon through this lesson and otherwise is called Apophis, uh, not ice cream, unfortunately. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. So we find I thought out it was going to be a tie into the ice cream man, which has been <laughs> oh, amazing. Man, series. that's a great comic book. Yeah, we got to bring yeah. that in somehow. Uh, so Apophis is the demon. Uh, they figure out how to exercise Apophis. Uh, and at first, at first, Zelda does not want to help. Yeah. And then she does want to help. And then she comes through in the clutch. Yes. To save the day. Now, Zelda I, is phenomenal. I love that exorcism sequence. I thought that was great. Uh, the... This episode was written, uh, not written, directed by Rachel Tlele, Rachel Tlele, who's directed a bunch of episodes of Doctor Who and other things. She's an awesome director. Uh, and I think she staged it perfectly. Like, it was stuff right out of The Exorcist, but it was so fun watching him uh, burst his bindings and fly forward, but be held back by the bindings was great. Uh, watching them all together, the wind blowing yeah. through the air was fun as they're exercising the demon. Uh, and then Zelda coming through, like you said, in the clutch uh, and giving them that extra burst of power they needed now, to exercise Uncle Jesse, I thought was great as well. Now, what were they doing? Were they throwing rice at her, at the demon? Like, what was that? They were throwing something, and I was like, I know at a wedding you throw rice, but that mm, can't be right. No, I don't think it was rice. Yeah. Maybe it was like breadcrumbs or something? I don't know. Holy sand? water? No, it wasn't holy water. Holy sand? I don't know, but I was just like, I don't know what they're throwing, but it's not working. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but they do manage to get out the worm of hell, the demon Apophis, uh, who bursts out. Who does not look like a scary worm once it was just kind of this little pudgy worm on the ground. I'll tell you what. If I saw that lying on the ground, I would run all the way home. That's like an hour and a half run. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had to stop a bunch of times because I was out of <laughs> breath. All right? Sure. Yeah. But like uh, that was driving me nuts. That They were like, OK, this worm's here. And I was like, murder the worm. Why are you just like being so calm and putting a shoot? I would just like. Well, so look at the movements that happen there, because there's a bunch of things that happen at the end of the episode. And one of them that we only find out about later. But this is all manipulated by Miss Wardwell, by yeah. Madam Satan. Uh, she immediately runs in and grabs the worm and is like, here, quick, we got to throw it down this well. Don't worry, it'll burrow back to hell. Um, we heard her be called the Mother of Demons in a previous episode. If she's really the Mother of Demons, that's one of her children. Yeah, that she, she was saved. just like, throw it down a well and then throw the two pieces that can hold it in a place 
down the well. I was like, no, this is a horrible idea. Right. Well, nobody and else probably knows that. just burrowing back to hell. Probably nothing to worry about, guys. Like, go back to well, your lives. Well, that's the thing is she's saying it so calmly. She's saying it with such authority. And we we trust teachers. I know I keep hammering on the same thing, but that's what trust I think. No one. Definitely don't trust teachers. Not at all. Well, I mean, you can, you know. Hey, kids, if you're listening to this, don't trust your teachers. Only trust us here on this podcast, you know. <laughs> don't trust us. What up, dudes? Definitely don't trust hey, us. Hey, teens. Maybe trust teachers, <laughs> but if they change their hair, don't trust them. <laughs> they're now Madam Satan. Uh, yeah, it happens. If they take out their scrunchie, oh, they're the devil. Yeah. Mother of demons. Just start calling the mother of demons. Throw, <laughs> throw rice or broken up checks mix or whatever it is on them, and yeah. you'll exercise their worm of hell. Uh, we also find out the other part of Madam Satan's plan as she's talking to Sabrina. The other part is that uh, she killed Uncle Jesse. Oh, man. Yeah, because it was like... Like it was just said, oh, yeah, Uncle Jesse's dead. And it's kind of like, wait, what? After all that? Yeah. So what we uh, what we found out, though, is that this is all part of the Dark Lord's plan. He needs Sabrina to do an exorcism in order to seemingly bring hell on Earth. It, you know, we talked about that in the first episode, but certainly seems like that's what the plan is right now. Uh, speaking of plans, I loved how uh, Zelda's excuse was she was like, well, I wanted to be a part of the first exorcism done by witches. I thought that was a fun cover-up. That was kind of cool. I, I love Zelda. I yeah. was zooming back, you know, through my stills of the episode, visiting the various rooms in my palace that I've built to Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. And one one thing you guys should go back and check out are the newspapers that Zelda is reading because they're ridiculous. She is reading newspapers from all over the world as oh, if yeah. it's no big deal. Like some of them are in Russian, some of them are in Chinese. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, it's the Greendale Gazette, I think is the name of the paper, is bananas. There's they're reporting national news, but then they have pictures of like suffragettes underneath it. It's very weird and it's worth doing, you know, zooming back and actually pausing just for that. Um, but yeah, I, I like what Zelda is doing. I like that she clearly is on the team, but like we've talked about, she loves Sabrina more. That's the most important thing to her mm -hmm. ultimately. And I think that's the thing that's going to save her and keep her on the side of good. Yeah. Now we get, um, after we found out uncle Jesse dies, uh, we get this kind of like touching scene where Susie and Sabrina are hanging out and she's like, just says, oh, I've never seen you in a dress. And then Susie's like, I'm not an abomination. And then Sabrina's like, what? No, of course not. Why would you think that? And then like she lets her friend walk away. You don't just let your friend say something awful about themselves and walk away. You follow after them. You follow up. You get talking. Maybe you say like, hey, listen, sounds like you need to talk to somebody about this. Sounds like you're going through something. But Sabrina's like, no, wow, that was messed up. Uh, well, I think this is one of the things that we're going to see Sabrina learn over the course of the series is she's trying to balance both of these lives and maybe she can't. Yeah. I mean, it was clear when she came up on her friends. She was like, hey, guys, what's going around, going on? And like, yeah, we're dealing with the possession here. We're thinking we're dealing <laughs> with demons. And Serena's like, oh, fuck, what have I missed? Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to, this is obviously one of the other big things in the series beyond the whole matriarchy, patriarchy divide is how is she going to balance these lives, if at all? Um, Madam Satan is certainly upping her plans as we head into the back half of this season. Let's uh great oh, last moment there on the uh episode where she was like 
out with the Dark Lord, Sabrina, whatever do you mean? And yes. I was like, no, Sabrina, don't <laughs> fucking tell her that. Oh. Sabrina, here, here's why. Let, let's just talk about the sort of finish up talking about this is beyond the trusting teacher thing, which I know I've been joking about, is I really do think what Sabrina is looking for is somebody who is on her side yeah. who is telling her what to do. Yep. Because, she doesn't have that. Yeah, she doesn't have that. She her, has it with her aunties, but for some reason doesn't really trust them. Well, and she they're so tied up in her home life and what her parents want and yeah. what the Church of Night want, even Hilda in a certain way, mm-hmm. that I think she doesn't... She's more willing to trust this outside element, even if it is Miss Wardwell, who she she thinks it's Miss Wardwell, who she knows. Uh, it's somebody that she is finding out more about, somebody who has been outside like her, and she is more willing to trust that person. Yeah. Before we go, which witch reigns supreme for this episode only? Pete. Uh, I'm going to go with Zelda. Wow. Yeah, Zelda came through in the clutch, really stood up to Blackwood. I was really impressed with her this episode. All right. I'm going to say Sabrina. She was a little wishy-washy at points. No, she is into fucking what's-his-face, and it is going to kill me. Nick Scratch? Yeah. Mm, she's got a nick that needs scratching. That's you what I gotta say. You are the uh, worst. I no, I liked her this episode. I thought she did stand up with the uh, with the exorcism. I was getting a lot of good Buffy vibes when she did the astral projection and everything like that. Being stuck between a good boy and a bad boy, also very Buffy. So. That's my jam. I'm good with it. If you would like to support the show and other shows we do, patreon.com slash comic book club. Also, we do a live show every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. at the People's Improv Theater Loft in New York. Come on by. We'll cast a spooky spell on you. Pete, what do you want to plug? Friend us on Facebook so you get to know about the amazing guests we have on our live show. Follow us on Twitter at Comic Book Live or our dedicated Riverdale and Chilling Adventures of Sabrina Twitter at Riverdale Dark. You can also check out this podcast and many more at Comic Book Club Live. Live.com. Um, Rip Justin, right? That's too bad. <laughs> well, but let's see. Let's listen, see. hopefully we'll be able to uh, call his spirit back for the next podcast, but we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Prime Video's culture-rated collection. This is the place where Black is the main character, where we don't jump through hoops just to hear our voice and can fall in love with illuminating documentaries like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey. I'm just a hard worker that's trying to survive. Enjoy the animated series, The Second Best Hospital in the Galaxy. All doctors report immediately. Where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Welcome home, baby! Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. I want my music to unify people. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop. This is the cleanest police car I've ever been in in my life. And BMF. You're about to take over the whole nation. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Prime Video. Find your happy place. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details.